This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Wednesday, the 4th of November. Get this, Justin. Australia Post CEO Christine Holgate mm-hmm. has quit her role over the recent corporate expenses scandal. Okay, Cartier Gate. <laughs> and she has acknowledged that the purchase of the Cartier watches just didn't pass the pub <laughs> test. Brett, in the UK, fast food chain Burger King has mm. made a pretty odd move. All right. It's basically asking customers to order from its arch nemesis, McDonald's. What? It's doing it so Customers will support their local fast food outlets during the pandemic. Oh, we're all coming together as one. I like it. Three really uniting stories today. <laughs> Let's do it. For our first, the Reserve Bank has cut the official interest rate to 0.10% from 0.25%. Very big news. Tell me more. The Reserve Bank of Australia is Australia's bank. I could have a Westpac account. Mm-hmm. You could have a Combank account. Australia banks with the Reserve Bank of Australia. And the message from the Reserve Bank yesterday Today was that they're reducing the cost of borrowing for both businesses and households. All with the ultimate goal of, drumroll, <laughs> stimulating the economy. Now, when you say stimulate the economy, what do you actually mean? It means that it's cheaper for a business or an individual to borrow money. And that money goes from a homeowner mm-hmm. to a plumber mm-hmm. to a pizza shop to a church. Ah, the wonderful cycle of money continues. But wait, Justin, there's more. There's more. The RBA has also announced a 100 to $120 billion quantitative easing program. So what's the key learning here? Quantitative easing, or QE, is quite an unconventional policy that pretty much is only used during an economic downturn. But Flux fam, before you switch off here, we're going to break <laughs> down QE really, really simply. Okay, imagine that the Australian economy is like the flat battery in your car. Which always goes flat at the most inconvenient times. The Australian economy is pretty flat right now. But one call to Amy and they kickstart your car <laughs> with jumper leads. The jumper lead is quantitative easing. Essentially, like a jumper lead kickstarts your car, the quantitative easing kickstarts the Australian economy mm. by injecting new money into the economy. A hundred billion dollars worth of new money to be precise. And the government is injecting this money in the form of long-term mm. government bonds. For our second story, Australia's second biggest bank, Westpac, is preparing for a $6.2 billion hit from bad loans in 2021. More not so great news. What is the story here? Well, Westpac has been forced to say bye-bye to more than $4.2 billion in its latest results. Brett, let's be honest, Westpac had a real stinker of a year. Well, uh, it was fined a record $1.3 billion when it moved money that was linked to child exploitation. It sacked its CEO. And just to add some sprinkles on top, there was that pandemic as well. (laughs) So now Westpac set aside over $6.2 billion as a buffer against potential bad debts. I.e. loans that don't get repaid following COVID. So what's the key learning here? It could take many, many, many years for Westpac to turn around its financial performance and get back to its glory days. It's widely known that Westpac needs to invest a lot into its technology in order to keep pace with its big four rivals. As some investors have pointed out, Westpac's digital transformation Transformation Buzzword alert. <laughs> has been in the works for two decades. And not too much has happened yet. And shareholders are losing patience, Justin, just because the bank is likely losing market share because of this. And this problem leads to other problems as well. Mm-hmm. For our third and final story, Australian super fund Rest Super mm-hmm. has settled a lawsuit with one of its members for failing to protect his retirement savings from the financial impacts <laughs> of climate change. This is fascinating. Yeah. What is the story? Okay, an individual super fund 
fund member named Mark McVeigh mm-hmm. brought this case against Rest Super back in 2018. And essentially, he argued that Rest failed to give him information on how it was managing the risks of climate change. But now, Rest Super has settled the case and Rest is committed to net zero emissions for its investments by 2050. So what's the key learning here? This case was the first time an Australian super fund has been sued for not doing enough on climate change. And the implications are far-reaching for investors in the future and for the climate. Rest will now conduct what's called scenario Mm. testing to inform its investment strategy against the climate. And scenario testing investments against climate change impacts will now be considered by super funds as the new normal. Otherwise, they may be susceptible to more (laughs) lawsuits like Mark McVeigh. Flux fam, as you know, it's Flux Wellness Month. And as part of that, we have a daily calendar where you can do just one small thing to improve yourself financially, Mm. mentally, or physically. Today, it's all about waiting 24 hours before buying something on impulse. To check out the calendar, head to www.flux.finance or the link will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.